Once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. Great poem. Robert Frost? Nope. Liam Neeson. The Gray. The subject of tonight's podcast. I have here with me my guest, Mr. Bryce Valentine. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me on here, man. Absolutely. So, Bryce, we're here to talk about the gray. Let me give just a, a little synopsis on the gray. All right. The gray is a 2011 wilderness survival thriller. It stars Liam Neeson and Frank Grillo. It's directed by Joe Carnahan. Never heard of him. It is based on a book called Ghost Walker by Ian Jester. Didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Either. I don't know what the book is. I don't know how. I like how, I like how we were talking it. about the other day. We we're like, dude, I wish I had made a book about this movie. And then, oh, we did talk about that. So there is a I book. Actually, I actually, you know what? I might, I might go order that. Do it. What was it called again? It's called Ghost Walker. All right. Yeah. Good. All right, and box office and made eighty one point two million. It's pretty substantial. That's, that's, that's a good bit. Domestic or that's uh that was just the total it had on uh oh, okay. on Google. Rotten Tomatoes, 79% score. That was the critics. What I will say, I'll give it to them. They got it right this time. Yeah, but we'll get into that. That's rare. All right, Google synopsis. Following a grueling five-week shift at an Alaskan oil refinery, workers led by sharpshooter John Ottaway, Liam Neeson, are flying home for a much-needed vacation. A brutal storm causes their plane to crash into the frozen wilderness, and only eight men, including Ottaway, survive. As they trek towards civilization and safety, Ottaway and his companions must battle mortal injuries, the icy elements, and a pack of hungry wolves. All right, so first thing I want to get into is talking a bit about the story. So I, wanna, I have my notes down, but I want to hear what you think about the, the story of the gray. Well... I think uh, honestly, after watching the movie, it was uh, one of the best movies I've ever seen, personally. Uh, especially because it's got my favorite action hero, Liam Neeson, and uh, I don't know. Um, it was honestly, I, I know it says it in uh, some of the the books about this or the reviews about this movie, but it, it was very poetic in a way. I think so too. I don't know. It was a. Uh, it was. Um, I, li- I liked a lot of the parts of the movies. Um, where it, it kind of portrayed that they were in their pack, like the wolf pack. I I, I remember um they oh, okay. they were trying to, uh, I don't want to jump off into this. Maybe we could talk about it later. But now uh, go for it. But uh, there was a lot of scenes where you can tell they were mirroring having a wolf pack because they're trying to survive on their own. Yeah. And um, I remember the part whenever they're trying to hurry up and build a, a campfire, when they're running from the wolves, and those two guys, uh, Liam Neeson and the other guy, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, he's he's pretty good. I like him. Badass actor. Every yeah. time I see him, I'm like, all right, there's gonna be some good ass action sequences. Yeah. He was in, in a uh, Captain Winter, America. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. He was and a crossbones. crossbones. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, um, I remember them fighting over like who's gonna lead the lead the lead the pack, and mm-hmm. I, I think uh, that Frank guy was kind of like an Omega, and um, Liam Neeson was kind of like the Alpha. Oh yeah. Testing each other out. But before that happened, I. Th- think the alpha got a test like the wolf yeah it was the same at the same time yeah i think it was a little foreshadowing going on there yeah maybe i thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah because i remember listening i remember hearing that and i was like okay this is supposed to be like a 
a realistic movie. What's going on here? No, it sounds I, like there's a monster or something. And it, and it was pretty realistic. They had anim- animatronics in it. You could totally tell. Well, I just meant like, it, I was like, okay, what would be, why would they be making those noises of like something yeah. fighting? I was like, is there something else there? But then it was like, okay, yeah, it's the alpha being challenged. Uh, it was um, it was a pretty, it was visually, it was pretty dope. It was, it was good. Dude, I think it's a beautiful movie. And I'm going to get into, it's got a, I'm going to get into it uh, later. I don't want to get to that point just yet, but there is, a point in the movie where it's just like one. I, I think the shot was a little overdrawn, but I was okay with it because it was such a beautiful shot. And I'm, I'll get into that later. Uh, Xavier is it's a very chilling story. All right, uh-huh. definitely like bare bones, very raw, man versus nature. Oh yeah, this was a very gruesome, gruesome. It was, but it, was, it, but it was it was great. It was a very manly movie. I, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I would uh, I wouldn't uh, wanna. Want someone with a sick stomach or someone that doesn't like seeing blood and guts to watch it? It wasn't that bad. I don't know. They had one guy, <laughs> one guy's intestines hanging out. And they had that one part whenever um, some dude got chopped off on the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. But that that was probably about it. It was the crash site. Yeah, that was pretty much it. But definitely, definitely, really good visuals for oh, sure. Oh yeah, great. I dude, it was a great movie. Yeah. You know, all all the guys they had bad lives. Uh, which is almost kind of like their explanation as to why they're there in the first place working on the oil rig. So it's almost, it's, it's in the beginning, it's like, okay, should you feel bad for these guys? Because they, most of them have led pretty shitty lives and speaking like they fucked up and that's why they're there. Yeah. One, one thing that I, I think they questioned themselves was like, why them? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like they kept on saying it out of each other. They were like, why, why us? Like, yeah. Because they each had something tragic happen to them, or mm-hmm. they, they did something tragic. Um, I think you we they talked about that um, at the campfire when they started yeah. walking and they just needed a rest. They all started talking about their lives, and just something tragedy happened. And uh, Liam Neeson didn't really talk about that until, I mean, it was down to towards the end, yeah. Him, yeah, but uh, him and the other guy, which for some reason I thought the guy was a therapist. I thought that was his job. But now that I rewatched it the other day, they said nothing about that. But it makes me think, okay, why would you think that? And I guess it's because of some of the inferences he makes whenever, like whenever he talks about Ottaway and how at the beginning, well, you don't find out till later that he does it. Oh no, no, he does do it at the beginning where he puts the gun in his mouth. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, I've only seen that look one other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that. whenever you were going to kill yourself. And so I thought, I don't know, I thought maybe he was like a therapist or some sort because he was, there was nothing, and my thought was, why is he there? Because well, everyone um, else had like bad shit going on I think on he was him. a nurse, and I'm pretty sure okay. he probably has seen people on their deathbed. Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, I he, thought it was, dude, whenever, um, I, out of all the, like the entire scenes, um, I think the most like impacting one, besides the ending, was the, the first thing when they get the crash size, whenever, uh. He was telling that guy it's just gonna slip away, like he was dying. Yeah, that was very that powerful. Was, um, yeah, I like honestly, if you watch that movie, it's a uh, I've never seen something like that in a movie before. Like them talking, like actually, this guy is going to die. Yeah, and it like it like felt like I was talking to this guy dying right now. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna slip away. Like the death was just no remorse or nothing. Like, and it, it, you could just see like Liam Neeson just had. It, you could tell he was not afraid of dying. Yeah, of course. The whole movie, he's not afraid of dying. And I think that plays into some of the themes. It's like existentialism is definitely a big theme of it. Also, like, the control of dying. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, not being afraid. 
and they were choosing not to be afraid by kind of controlling it. And that's what he gave to that guy when he like he kind of controlled it and he and you know he talked him through it. He was like, "It's okay, man." Like and by giving him that control over it, it made him more comfortable to die. But then the same thing with Frank Grillo. Whenever he lays down at the very end, and he's like, "I'm done, man. Yeah. I'm not going any further." Mm-hmm. He took control over it. Yeah. Like he was like, "I can keep on fighting, and one of them could take me, or I can sit down right here, and I know this is the end." And that's the beautiful shot that I was talking about a second yeah. ago. Is whenever he's just looking at do the the river, yeah. the mountains. It's crazy because it's when you look at just the color scheme of it. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of whites, a lot of grays, and it's a very bleak. But it, there's still something beautiful in that with the tranquility. Yeah, besides the pack of wolves coming. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Besides pack of wolves for sure. But uh, I, 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 for Liam Neeson, he says he isn't. Sc- well, I mean, he says he is scared. Yeah. Because when he's trying to convince him, he's like, I'm, I'm scared shitless. I think he's, I mean, scared of being eaten by a fucking pack of wolves, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I just don't think he's scared of death itself. Right, and it's that control that he has over it yeah. because he's already accepted the fact. Like I honestly feel like he already thinks he's dead because yeah. he because he he lost his wife and that was like his only reason for going and that's shown several times throughout the movie, and then at the end we find out that she was sick and that she's most likely died is what they inferred. I I just um I didn't think him as selfish at all because every mm-hmm. time one person died he took it out took it out on himself, mm-hmm. like each person that died, it like more and more into the movie he was just he was just like what the hell and uh, to write to the last person. He was just, like, you know, calling out God. Exactly, yeah. Cause he had, and I'm against that, too. Because it was almost like with his wife, he had no control over that. Yeah. There's nothing he could do. But with the rest of these people, you know, he was trying to control. And I think that's that's a good that's a big theme of it, too, is that control. I want to get into I talked about existentialism. I have the definition here just uh-huh. for the viewers. So existentialism is a, it's a form of uh, philosophical inquiry that explores the problem of human existence and centers on lived experience of thinking, feeling, and acting individual. Okay, now there's, this movie plays more into, it's not necessarily a horror movie, but existential horror is something, is, is a theme in here, and existential horror is the, the dread and terror experienced by the individual upon realizing the circumstances of their existence. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, for every horror movie, mm-hmm. that's what I feel. I always exactly. place myself in that position. Yeah. And definitely in that, I think besides that movie, it was the most like thriller or frightening. It was probably like Blair Witch. I mean, yeah. placing yourself like lost in the woods. But like for that, it's just um, you're. I placed myself in that same position that he mm-hmm. was in. What am I going to do next? Uh, how exactly. am I going to help these people? What am I going <laughs> to do to save myself? Yeah, and it's it's all about feelings of like meaningless isolation, insignificance, uh, inevitability, and those are all things like. Like at the end, when he's when he's facing off against the wolves, he knows this is it. It's inevitable. Like he's gonna die. But is he gonna control how he goes out? Is he just gonna let them attack him and be defeated, or is he gonna fight him? And he chooses to fight I them. I think that was the dopest scene. It was pretty dope, especially with the background music. Oh yeah, it's one of the best soundtracks. Yeah, um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think that was a uh, pretty well done. I thought that it was pretty cool with the um the bottles. I never would have mm-hmm. thought of that where he and duct taped them. I just, I've never, honestly, I've never heard of a job that he's had. Uh, a sharpshooter for wolves, for Orwigs. Never, never really heard of that. Thought I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely a cool, because like you said, it's not something that most people would think of. And, but that's definitely a cool-ass job. And I think, 
I don't know. I find it, I find it kind of plays into who he is and how he feels about death. So, because there's a scene at the very beginning where there's a wolf running after some of the people who are working on the oil yeah, rig, yeah, I remember that. the oil pipes, and he shoots, he sh- kills the wolf. Well, he shoots it. Well, it's not dead. It's like slowly breathing, and he's there with it, and he like he he pats it to like show comfort as the wolf, and it like exerts its last breath, and it's dead. But he's there with it, and it's kind of like oh, that's the same thing he did with his wife. You know, he was there with her the whole time. Same thing he did with that guy. It's the same thing he did with that guy. Yeah, he knows death, and he knows how to walk just, people just, through it. It's just so like sad to see him do that. Very I, sad. I, I mean, like <clears throat> know someone that knows death and not even experience death itself. Mm-hmm. That's pretty frightening to have that much baggage on him. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, yeah, it's very sad. Absolutely, dude. It's, it's, it's very sad, and it kind of. I mean, you can feel very lost when you do that kind of stuff, and I think that really plays into, uh, like his. So he he questions God's existence throughout the whole movie. At one point, him and Frank Grillo are talking, and he says, you know, I don't believe in it. There's nothing after. All those guys are just gone. Well, I don't think he questions it. I think he just doesn't believe in it at that point, right after his wife. Right. Wait, he questions, but he questions he, uh, it later on. You, you are right. I think My he, bad. Yeah, same No, no, no. You're, you're right, because um, he does argue. He's like, he was like, come on, do something. I swear to God, I'll, I'll, I'll believe in you till I die. Yes, and so I think, I think he, I think God does give him a sign. And I think the sign is bringing him to the wolf's den. And it's a hell of a sign. <laughs> it is a hell of a sign. But let me explain, all right? So the whole movie, like at the beginning, like he even wanted to kill himself, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah. But uh, throughout the rest of the movie, like I said, it's all about like the control, having control over death. Like knowing the inevitability, it's going to happen, but I'm going to go out on my terms. And exactly, exactly. And that's even what the poem infers. Like the poem that I read, you know, it's the live and die on this day, live and die on this day. I'm going into the last good fight that I'll ever know. And that's what he does at the end when he goes to the wolf's den. So think about it, all right? He, he uh, you know, like like he's he's ready to die. Like he, just, he, like he just wants it to happen because he wants to be with his wife. All right? All of the people that, that he was with have died, and he, he kind of wants revenge. Because he, he wants he wants something to go after for all of the pain and suffering that he has. Well, at the end, he gets that, and that's the alpha wolf. The alpha wolf it's, it's represents everything, like all the pain, all the suffering that he has had in those past couple days. That's what that is. So at the end, he literally gets to fight it, and he literally slays the beast, which is all, all of his problems. So he slays it at the end, and it kills him. But I feel like well, he... Does it? I think it does. I think at the end, I mean, we've seen the I snapshots. Think they both die. I that's what I'm saying. I think they both die, but the point is that at the end, he has he's slain the beast, and now he's he's okay with he's okay with it. Like that, that's that's, that's a badass way to die, peace. man. It is a badass way to die, but it brings man. him peace. And I think so. That's I think God was giving him a sign, and the sign was like, all right, like, like all of this stuff has happened. Now it's time for some redemption, and the redemption is I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder this fucking wolf. The only thing I always questioned about this movie is, um, since he was so skilled at knowing wolves and stuff, mm-hmm. why did he go, out of all places, back into the woods? Because he literally went, basically to their den. Well, he didn't know where their den was. He even says that he said it could be anywhere in this thirty mile radius. But doesn't that just? I mean, that sounds like a little, a sign or something. 
don't know, a plot towards, I guess it's just a plot towards the movie to end it. I don't know, I thought it was weird. They could have ended anywhere out of, they could have gone anywhere, but I mean, that the the woods would have been smarter, but I thought it was just hilarious how they ended up right at the den. I know, yeah, which I think is ironic, but I think the, I think, like I said, I think that was done on purpose because I think, like he said, he was asking for God to give him a sign, and it's it's one hell of a sign, you know, no pun intended yeah. with the language, but I yes, think it's, it I think it's, uh, I almost think it was poetic, like you said. Yeah, it is poetic. I mean, it's, it's, oh, I don't know, it's, it makes you think about, um, in real life, like, signs or coincidences, mm-hmm. like, do they, are, are they, uh, are they just coincidences, or is this, is somebody telling me something? Yeah. Because, I mean, out of all the people that could have landed, or crash landed with you, a guy that kills wolves for a living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That just, I don't know. Now, let's see what else I have here. I have a... So I thought about this. I thought about a conspiracy. While I was watching this the other day, I thought about what if they're already dead? What if they're already dead and they're in hell? Now, I thought about it for a second. I have no evidence to back it up. The only evidence that I have is the seven layers of hell. So you see this in Dante's Inferno whenever he goes through all the different seven layers. And if you break it down, all right, layer one's the plane. Uh Uh-huh. All right, that's the crash. They die, whatever, so they're at the plane crash. Two is when they walk to the woods. Three is that first circle and where they encounter the first... The alpha. The the alpha, and then that first wolf tests and bites Frank Grillo on the back. Second is that second camp whenever that... uh, When they start walking, they say they need to move, but the guy... um, forgot his name yeah i forget his name but he gets he gets sick and he ends yeah. up dying and they stay at that camp yeah all right and then four is the trees whenever they're crossing across the the overpass oh, yeah and they're jumping over that yeah six is the river yeah which frank grillo first drops off at and then if you even think maybe it's river sticks yeah <laughs> and they're crossing into it and then oh boy oh it drowns the, it drowns and then the last thing is the den, all right? And yeah. this on the seventh layer of hell is where Satan is. So that's a hell of a hell of a theory. That's the only thing I have backing. I don't have anything else. But okay. I, I I'd rather believe in the other uh, thing that I talked about. Man, I hope uh, I hope whoever's watching this, I hope or whoever's <laughs> hearing our podcast, I hope they haven't seen it yet because they were throwing some major spoilers. Oh well, of course, of course, <laughs> there's going to be spoilers. We're reviewing Should've the said movie. Said that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the captions. We're reviewing the movie. It's got spoilers. Spoilers. Hella spoilers. I also have written down here, very manly fucking movie. How ironic. You got a wolf right here. I do. I have a wolf right there. I always love telling that because I got that and I got uh, that uh, Jesus, uh, the, the oh, crucifix yeah. right there on my trip to Wisconsin. I got both of them there. And I say, yep, that Jesus was actually carved uh, by the Amish. And huh. the wolf was actually bought from the Mall of America. So it's... <laughs> Okay, you got the polar bears there too. I do. Those are actually. I went to Alaska and I got those there, which is where the gray takes place. Did you uh, Did you watch the deleted scenes? Uh, I, we I saw the the ending scene where it actually shows them like the couples there's a, them fighting the there's wolves. There's a couple. Um, it's not on there. The one you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. not about. There's deleted scenes on this DD, okay. DVD, and um, there's this one part whenever like he has the gun in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, out of nowhere, a polar bear comes. Oh and shit! Just rare, like rears up and just like like yells at him. Mm-hmm. But he's getting ready to shoot it instead of kill himself. But mm-hmm. the polar bear backs off. 
Whoa. That's crazy. You should go back and watch it. Uh, But, um, yeah, it's a deleted scene. They took it out. I mean, I can see why they took it out. Polar bears. What do you think the point of that scene was? I don't know. Maybe he was um another sign of don't go. You're meant for something. You're meant to slay the beast. You're meant for something. I personally think God has a plan for everyone, and maybe his plan was... I don't know. He didn't really save anybody, but uh, he tried his he tried his hardest. He did. I don't know. Maybe it was just a fine piece. I don't know. That I don't guy, know, man. That guy was a, a very sad guy. Maybe that was the only way out. Yeah, it's crazy how we we think about this in religious terms, and how that has such an impact on the the past uh, ten minutes of the conversation. I wonder if he. I I don't know. I feel like the director kind of intended it to. Some of, to, to at least spark that conversation because he does bring up the fact, you know, the 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 whole like conflict he has at the end of like, are you even there? Like, what's going on? I wonder why it's named the gray, like a particular set. Like, obviously, I mean, it's a gray snow, but I mean, it's a gray wolf. Yeah, but the alpha's black. That's what I always thought about. I don't know why. I mean, I guess if you think about it, it's just look at the background it's just a bunch of gray stuff but I don't know always whenever I watch a movie I always always wait for him to uh, say the title yeah in the movie and um, I honestly when he was when he was talking about the poet the poetry his dad was singing or his dad was talking about um, when he was saying the fray I thought he was going to say the gray yeah but he said the fray and I mean I can see why he said the fray but I, I don't. I might be wrong, but I don't remember them saying the gray in the movie particularly. Yeah, they didn't. So I'm I'm, I'm pulling this up right here. It's uh the gray is, is usually described as the movie about Liam Neeson fighting the wolves, which is misleading because it implies that gray is a wilderness survival yarn, which it isn't. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think what's going on here. We need a Jamie in here. I know, yeah. I almost said, uh, Jamie, can you look that up? <laughs> this damn Wi-Fi, bro. It sucks. Joe Rogan. Uh, because it's, the movie is called The Gray because it it's what I consider the area between life and death to be. Huh. It's like a gray area. That's that's some, somebody that's looked up on Quora. <laughs> so. I mean, that's not a bad theory. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see it about being that. I mean, I maybe know. wouldn't. I liked your um, your hell speech. What if maybe they're in limbo? They're in between. And that's the gray. The gray is the limbo. I don't know. Shooting shots, I guess. I guess. What else? What else? What else questions you got me for me, man? Let's see. I wrote a... Uh, this is what I originally had written. I said, uh, you know, Ottaway wants nothing to, but to be with his wife. He's waging a war against the wolves, and like, but at, for the job, like he's killing these wolves, yeah. you know, to and kind of f- maybe fill this hole left from his wife, or maybe he likes being around death because that that connects him to his wife because he was around his wife whenever she died, and that's why he was able to uh, talk those guys through it. Whenever Frank Grillo sits down, he's like, "Just let me die, man. I'm I'm in peace right here." He doesn't argue it, and even the the other guy brings it up. He's like, "Why didn't you say anything?" And he understands. He he gets it. He gets what it's like to be in that area. Maybe it's a gray area. Maybe that's why it's called the gray. I don't know. 
I don't think he likes being around death, but I think death likes being around him. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think maybe maybe it connects him with his wife, and that's why yeah. he maybe he feels that place there. It's not that he wants to be, but he just does. Yeah, I think Death just likes being around him, and he's so used to it that he's because mm-hmm. I can tell in his eyes he doesn't want to be right here watching these people die. Yeah, but it, it's just like at some at some point in his eyes he's just like I've seen this so many times it really doesn't bother me. Yeah, and it sucks, but I mean, he's the he's the one that can help walk them through it. Maybe that's why he's there. Let's see. Uh, he, you know, he goes into the den for the last good fight that he'll ever know, like he says in the poem. Uh, you know, he's been he, he's kind of been he's almost like begging for a fight. He's begging for something that's gonna fill the hole that was left behind by his wife. Uh, he's facing the alpha. He's gonna advance. I think we talked about that. Yeah, Man, it was a hell of a speech when he was getting ready to battle that big ass wolf. Man, oh yeah. If anything, I would have thought about just singing "Kickstart My Heart" <laughs> right before I was going into battle that big ass wolf. That was a, those were those are huge wolves, <laughs> dude. They and I bet you it's realistic big. too, because uh, I remember looking wolves up and their their paws are as big as my hands. They can get up to like a hundred around one hundred sixty pounds. And I I know people that like have like like pets like they're 50 percent wolf like mm-hmm. and the rest is husky huge and they, they are huge and their teeth are sharp as fuck yeah and i believe like, it like um that sometimes they act out even with living with them for 15 years mm-hmm. or however long they live it's it's just uh i don't know it's gets crazy you can't take the, the animal out like it's there yeah. it's part wolf i mean you can take the animal out of the wolves but you can't take the wait i said that wrong yes you did you can t- you can't take the wild out of the animal, but you I, I, I fucked that up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, dude, fantastic Liam Neeson movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it a uh, a nine out of ten. What you got? I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Yes, sir. Ten out of ten. It is. A, it's a fantastic it's, movie. It's a it's an underrated movie, and I'm an underdog guy. It's 100 percent underrated. Oh yeah. So if you get the chance, go out, watch The Gray. We don't do it justice. And uh, Bryce, thanks for, for coming on, man. Oh, yeah, anytime. All right, this has been Sawyer Saloon. See you all for the next one.